Trevor Ben's Shite Size Chunks. I think I've talked about this before, either on a chunk or a show, Ben, but I sometimes feel a little bit out of touch with what's going on in the real world. I use the term real world loosely. Why is that? Well, I think it's more I don't understand youth culture and what's on television pop culture. That's what I don't understand. Mm. And I caught a bit of a programme last night uh, on Channel 4, which is renowned for sort of odds and um, adventurous programming. And this was a programme called um, something like Married at First Sight. Ah, oh, it sounds like one of those stupid dating programmes they've got. Well, it's a bit more than a dating programme because they actually marry. You know they're divorcing the next day. Well, this is weird, right? I'm sitting there watching it, and I, I missed it from the beginning, so I only sort of saw the, the wedding bit. But apparently they have a whole host of experts, you know, sexual therapists, relationship therapists, all that sort of thing, and they, they try and match two people, and then these people don't meet until their wedding day, and then they are legally married. What's the point? Well, this to me... <laughs> I don't know, really. Uh, this to me seems very morally questionable, <laughs> more than anything else. Yeah. Uh, and secondly, I, d- I don't think I could deal with that. Surely you've got to know the person. But I don't understand the whole point of the programme. I really don't. Well, no, this is what I'm, I struggled with. I'm, I'm sitting watching this programme, and the couple that are married... They seem to be getting on all right. Uh, there seems to be quite a lot of nerves around. Like the, the guy doesn't know anyone there and he's desperate for a cigarette. He'd given up in the lead up to the wedding. And then he asked his new wife for permission to go out and have a cigarette. You only just met her. Go and have one. Sod <laughs> <laughs> what she has to say. Yeah. And he's standing outside and he's sort of saying, well, you know, it's been a lovely day. We're really enjoying it. Uh, it's still a bit nerve wracking because I don't know any of her friends or family. Or her. Or her. <laughs> and then meanwhile, they cut to her. She's inside. She's having a great time right she's dancing around her friends are coming up to go oh congratulations oh what's he like <laughs> you know, she's going, well, I, don't know. I don't know really <laughs> he seems very nice and then one goes oh you're gonna have sex tonight and she's like no i was no. gonna ask do they have to do the uh well i don't know I don't know, but they the program ended with them then going off on honeymoon, and I think there will be a catch up at some point uh, whether they have gone on honeymoon and I don't know consummated. That's got to be the most awkward night <laughs> of your life. Well, it just to me seems a, a very odd idea for a program to start with, and secondly, who's putting themselves forward for that? I mean, you know, I, I'm, I know that these are probably very shy people, but then why are they putting themselves on television to get married? I reckon it'll be the similar people who put themselves forward for that trip to Mars. Do you think? That one-way trip to Mars, yeah. <laughs> so what, you think this is like a one-way trip to oblivion? I think people will do anything for their 15 minutes of fame, including die. You don't think this is just people that are really desperate to sort of meet someone and hopefully fall in love and they just haven't managed it and you know, they, they've put their faith in these so-called experts... I think they are desperate, but just to be on telly. Oh, I don't know. I mean, the, the man didn't look like the sort of guy that wanted to be on television. He looks a very sort of well, he, shy... He genuinely just wanted to marry a stranger. That was what I got the impression. Rubbish. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I sat there watching it dumbstruck. Mm. Because I love Channel 4 and a lot of their programmes, but then they come up with stuff like this. They also did Naked Dating recently. Have you seen any of that? No, I don't watch any of that rubbish. I watched one bit of it... And it was basically uh, a woman standing there. She's fully clothed to start with. And then they start unveiling the arses and cock and balls of blokes. And she has to stand there while the presenter says, well, so, I mean, which one takes your fancy? 
Which, you know, what attracts you first? Which, which testicle are you attracted to first? Oh, God. <laughs> and then, later on in the programme, she comes out naked, and the one she's picked, the man she's picked, they both stand there very awkwardly, naked, saying, well, yes, this is lovely, we're going to go on a date now. Do we see the man at any point? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, what, his face? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right, I guess, okay, well, I thought maybe just, like, she'd come back out, He'd, he'd still be naked and then we zoom in on his cock and wait to see if he gets an erection and if he does <laughs> ding it's a match of <laughs> wedding bells in the morning I think I think it's sort of a, a slow reveal up the body so they start with sort of you know the, the legs and then the arse and then the cock and balls and then the, you know the next bit of the programme it's the other way around the man comes out and then it's the women they have to unfold. I see what, what is this about hmm well, it's really who's going on television to take their clothes off to get a date. And how many men are, are that picky, really? How many men are going to see a lovely pair of tits and think, oh, no, <laughs> not for me? Well, the thing is, I, the, the clips I've watched, you know, I haven't watched this much. No, you know, he says. Yeah. I haven't watched much of it at all. Your Honour. I've worn the video out. But <laughs> that shows my age. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? I've worn the video out. <laughs> <laughs> but but I watched the, the bit I watched. I just thought, this is weird. This is too weird. I can't believe people would do this. Why would why would you go on television just to be naked for a date? Surely there are easier ways of getting a date now. The same people who go on that embarrassing body show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Doc, uh, yeah, I'm too embarrassed to go to my regular GP with this problem, so I'll just go on telly with it instead. I know. Come I and don't... look at my boil on the end of my dick. I don't understand <laughs> it. So, so you've got all these raft of programmes where people go on television to get help, find love, find a date, and... It's getting weirder and weirder. It can't just be a normal... Like, when I was a kid and Blind Date was on, mm-hmm. that was extreme enough. Do you know what I mean? Extreme. extreme. Well, it, you know, you're, you're going on a date with someone you've never met. You've asked them three stupidly worded questions that are, that are meant to give you a bit of comedy value. Yeah. You know, things like, um, oh, if we were on a farm, what sort of animal would you be? I'd be a giant cock. Well, I'm going to get a new hat. You know, and that was basically it. Was that still a black and yeah, was. That was awful. I know. But I thought that was extreme enough. You know, people went on dates. People got married from it. People hated each other from it. But it was done. Hmm. They didn't need to be nude. No, no need for that at all. Didn't need to be naked. So I don't know why we have this new raft of programmes. Well, I saw a clip of something. I'm not sure what programme it was from. I think I stumbled across it on YouTube. It was um, a clip of two virgins who had got married and they hadn't even kissed before they were exchanging the vows. Very restrained. Now then, I've shown you this clip of mm. uh, the, the vicar says, you may now kiss the bride. Yes. And then they sort of go for it. Mm. It's Yeah, it's hard to know exactly what they're doing. And it's also hard to know if they've ever seen anyone kiss. It, yeah, I mean, just Google it or YouTube it. Just put in uh, virgin wedding kiss. That'll get, You'll find it. Well, we'll tweet a link to the video. It looks like one bird feeding another one. Yeah. Oh, the impression I got was, it was almost like, uh, you know when you, you do apple Bobbing. Yes. And you have your arms tied behind your back and you just sort of reach out in your mouth and try and pick something up. That was sort of what it reminded me of. Yeah, but two very competitive people doing it. <laughs> yeah, competitive apple bobbing. <laughs> but I suppose if they'd never done it, no. you know, maybe they were overtaken by the emotion and the uh, the enormity of the occasion. Yeah. And they just sort of um, locked mouths and, I don't know, it's all like at each other, yeah. but not in a romantic. No, sense. oh god! I don't, know if, I don't know if eating each other can ever be deemed romantic. I mean, you can imagine if that's what you're doing to her face. <laughs> What's it going to be in a few hours' time? 
It's going to be a mess. Oh, God. An ambulance on standby. No, no, we're thinking about it. <laughs> um, it's weird, though, isn't it? Because uh, I've, I've read a lot of stuff about, um, you know, odd marital sort of traditions around the world. And um, th- there's one uh, tradition in Africa, for example, where I think it's the, the grandmother or the mother of the bride has to go into the uh, boudoir with the married couple on the first night to show them what to do. Oh, oh God. Who's she... Hang on a minute. You need to explain this. So your grandmother's gone in with you on your wedding night. Or your mother. Or your mother, fine. And she has to demonstrate, what, with your new husband, what to do? I don't think she physically gets involved. She's there from the sidelines. She's like a manager, football manager. Right, Play deeper, play deeper, <laughs> pull out, pull out, that sort of thing. I think that's that sort of thing that's going on. So she's not getting involved, saying do it like this and then, you know. Well, her, her role is to show them the ropes. So, I mean, uh, whether she's getting involved, or I doubt she's getting involved. <laughs> I hope not. I mean, if it's the bride's mother. Apparently, I think it can be an elder of the village as well. I mean, it doesn't have to be the grandmother or mother of the bride, but I think more often than not, it is. Oh, dear. They're not going to be getting involved in that. I mean, you certainly don't want your grandmother getting involved, do you? No. Is it always the bride's mother who's the sort of sp- sponsor, I guess? Well, I think so. I think it's, it's basically a, it's an older woman anyway. I'm not sure I could perform with my mum in the room. In fact, I'm certain I couldn't. <laughs> What if what if it was uh, you know the, the mother of the grandmother of your partner? Uh, no, I still think that would be too much for me. I'd rather not have anyone else in the room. <laughs> to be honest, I'd rather just be on my own. Yes, yeah. <laughs> no spectators, please. No, <laughs> it's a weird thing. But these are traditions from around the world that you know. These are what people do. Lots of things around the world that people do that we would look at and go, that's a bit odd. Yeah, I've heard a couple of these things as well. Apparently there's this uh, thing in in parts of Borneo where um, newly married couples are required to uh, be confined to their house while not emptying their bowels or urinating for three days and three nights. Again, I'm not sure why. It's just one of those weird traditions. I think I'd rather do that than have the parents in the room. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think not emptying your bowels for three days, that's doable. Urinating, that's a bit tricky. Mm. I mean, you know, I think that's a more frequent occurrence (laughs) than the other. Maybe that's a way that you show your devotion to each other. I'm not going to have a shit because I love you so much. Uh, Maybe that's what it's proving. Just good manners. Good manners, yeah. you think that's what it is? Maybe. I mean, maybe after the three days, they have to then go in front of the other one. You know, let it all go. That's how much I love you. I'm going to sit here whilst you evacuate. I mean, if you live in a house with one toilet and then that three-day period finishes, Ooh. then who's going to go first? Yeah, well, I think you'd, you'd go your separate ways, wouldn't you? Because <laughs> those cubicles are going to have to be left empty for quite some time. Yeah, I'll go in the sink. <laughs> I'm talking to toilets, right? Actually, um, I think it's in France. There's um, uh, some old tradition that when the wedding ceremony is sort of complete, the friends of the bride and groom collect all the kind of leftovers, bits of rubbish and anything else they kind of find that's horrible. And they put it in a toilet bowl and then they force the bride and groom to drink out of it. Now, apparently these days they tend to just put sort of chocolate in there, but they're still asking them to drink brown stuff out of a live toilet bowl why i don't know 
I don't, oh. This is the thing with a lot of these traditions. It's like, surely, if I mean, if I was getting married in France, right, and uh, I've got my new lovely wife next to me, we've eaten each other's faces off. As you do. As, you know, we've done that bit. And then uh, you come in and you say, hey, come, come here, you guys, come here. You've got to lap some water out of that shitty toilet bowl. <laughs> I'd say, do you know what, Ben? No. Oh, fair enough. You know, we will be happy without that. Yeah. We don't need to be lapping from the devil's toilet bowl to prove our love for each other. <laughs> but what What if your wife, your new wife turns around and says, well, I'd, I'd get out of a toilet bowl for you. Um, well, all power to your realm. Girl power! Yeah, you go, love. I yeah. don't need to. <laughs> Another one I heard about was actually um, in Scotland. There's this thing called, it's similar, not eating out of a toilet bowl, but there's a similar thing called the blackening. <laughs> The blackening. The blackening, which is where the bride and groom are sort of captured by friends and family and, and covered in food or just other general sticky substances. And it, this, the idea is that if they can put up with that, they can put up with anything. So. so basically you get married, you're in your best suit, she's in her dress, and then you're just trashed. Yeah, covered in slop. Yeah. <laughs> Again, why? Why? Well, there is reason for that one, and it just I heard that it's just that they say if you can put up with that, then you can put up with anything, so... Fair enough, I suppose. I, I think there is one place we could go in the world and we could be invited to every wedding in the yeah. Congo. Why? What goes on in the Congo? Well, because in the Congo, when you get married, you're not allowed to smile. Oh. So the best thing is is to invite people to the wedding who you're not going to find amusing whatsoever. <laughs> and as long as nobody smiles at the ceremony, they're going to have a happy life together. Oh. Book me the ticket, I'm there. <laughs> and that's it for Science Size Chunks this week. Don't forget to get in touch with us anytime on Twitter. At Trevor and Ben. And join us for a live show every Sunday morning, 9 to 11 on CroydonRadio.com. Trevor and Ben's Shite Size Chunks.